Welcome to our next uh, episode of my community coronavirus uh, community information podcast. These are episodes are meant to provide the latest information and practical advice for local people and throw a bit of a spotlight on some of the great work that's being done by people and organisations right across Stoke-on-Trent. They're being recorded remotely to ensure that everyone is kept safe and we are putting out information as real time as possible. So please forgive the audio quality. The episodes will be available on my podcast, Jack Rearson Radio, and you can listen to all the, in the, all the usual places such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Today I'm joined by Lloyd, Lloyd Cook from Saltbox, uh, and Saltbox is a fantastic charity in our uh, local community. Um, and obviously in these tough times, a lot of people will be turning to uh, Saltbox for help and advice. Um, so do you want to tell us a bit about what you've been doing to help and how that's helped people? Yeah, I'm very happy to. Um, for many years, Saltbox um, has been working with the faith sector to try and help the faith sector to be more um, effective in what it does. But we also run a number of caring services for vulnerable people. And so the three that people will have heard about, one is called CareLink, and it works with lonely older people to really address the issues of loneliness. Um, the other is called Restart, which works with homeless people and especially focuses upon homeless people who may have been in prison in the past and because of that find access to housing very difficult. And the third service that we run is called Money Matters and that gives people uh, debt advice. And Money Matters works specifically with Stoke-on-Trent Food Bank. We have a large food bank with 17 distribution areas and um, we provide the debt advice that's linked with, um, with Food Bank. So we're working every day with some very vulnerable local people here in Stoke-on-Trent. You mentioned about loneliness and obviously uh, loneliness is a massive issue at the moment with people shielding and isolating. Um, how have you been helping support people with your befriending service and what sort of things have people been saying, saying to you? Um, we've been supporting people through CareLink for over 10 years. Um, about 50% of 70-year-olds and over live alone. And years ago, loneliness was seen as a bit of an issue. But these days, loneliness, quite rightly, is seen as a very serious issue uh, because it leads to all sorts of health issues, physical health issues and mental health issues. Um, we get people recommended to us by family, by friends, by social workers, by people in the NHS, doctors and the like. And at one level, it's a simple phone call that's either done by some of my staff or by a whole team of volunteers that we've got. It can be a five or ten minute call. It can be as simple as asking if they watched EastEnders last night or what they watched on TV. Um, but it can also touch on those areas of concern. Do they have any health issues? Do they have any issues that can't be addressed? And of course, at this time with COVID, people have issues about shopping, about prescriptions. Um, and I think what we found is that people fall into two camps at the moment. There are some people who um, are, are more anxious because of the, the times we're in. But interestingly, because we're working with lots of older people, some older people are much more um, resolute. They've been through the war. Um, they're actually quite, um, uh, quite able in some ways. They just actually sometimes lack um, people to talk to and people to connect with. So we've actually found a mixture. Some resolute, able people who are, you know, we're going to get through this and others who are a bit nervous, and others who just need a bit of help. 
No, that certainly reflects on what I've been seeing coming through my inbox as well. There's lots of people out there who, you know, are very in very challenging circumstances who um, really are finding it tough, uh, not being able to go about the usual routine, not being able to see the people who they rely on really. But there are others who, as you say, are are getting um, uh, more support and getting uh, who who may not have or otherwise been getting the support that they should have been getting in the first place, really. And I think, you know, that mental health side of things is, is absolutely vital that we continue to increase the investment into mental health and into things like loneliness to, to really support people um, through, through these uh, tough and challenging times. But not just for now, it needs to continue uh, into the future once this um, is, is all over as well. Um, and what sort of advice would you be giving to, to people who are lonely and isolated and what should they be thinking of doing? Well, first of all, they have to keep safe. So whatever advice we give, it has to be because a lot of these older people are vulnerable and in the vulnerable category. So keep safe. Make sure you find people to talk to. That's why CareLink's there, really, for that phone call. Um, we're very blessed with our weather at the moment. So if you can, even if you can just put a chair out, outside, by your front step or your back step, just to sit outside. If you've got a neighbor you can talk across the fence to, uh, then do so. So if you can't make a routine, I know lots of older people do that anyway, but to try and actually have a bit of a routine, have things that you aim to do, um, things that you um, are, will keep you busy, um, even if you like watching the TV, have a think about if there's a book you want to read. So you're not just um, vegging out, but actually you've got something practical to do. Um, as I say, if there's a neighbor, make sure you talk if you can. Um, make sure if you can get out at eight o'clock on a Thursday night, go out with everyone else and clap your hands and fry, find a frying pan to bang. Um, I know I've been doing that with my neighbors. And actually it's great actually for community spirit. No, absolutely. I've been out there clapping as well. And I think, you know, it's all coming together, if not uh, together physically, but virtually. Um, to support the fantastic work that our carers and uh, our NHS doctors and nurses are doing is absolutely a great way of uh, us, uh, you know, all sticking together in these challenging times. And um, you mentioned a bit about um, the, the debt and financial advice that you also pr provide to uh, people. What are the sort of questions that you're getting and receiving? What are some of the advice that you'd give to people who are finding this tough financially? Um, well, because we work with Food Bank, what we discover, and, and you won't be surprised at, at all about this, Jack, is most people who need food help very often have got an underlying debt issue. And uh, last year, I think we helped people to access over £100,000 worth of welfare benefits that they were actually due, um, they, they, that they were theirs, but they just didn't know about it. Um, for other people, there, there's the ability to write some debt off. So I think the most important thing for people who are listening who may have a debt issue is, is don't keep silent about it. Um, ask for help. Um, Saltbox can give you help. It's available through our website or somewhere like the CAB, Citizens Advice Bureau. Fabulous charity. Um, Simon Harris and his team there in Hanley do great work. So the most important thing is if you've got a debt issue, don't suffer alone. Ask for help. Keep asking for help because there is help out there. Um, through Saltbox, through Citizens Advice Bureau, possibly through the City Council's new um, Corona help site. There's a phone number there, there's a website. The most important thing is don't suffer alone. If you've got a debt issue, 
talk to someone about it. I think that's absolutely really very good advice because I know a lot of people do struggle when it comes to financial matters. People don't like to talk about uh, finances and if they're in uh, debt, they don't want to talk about it. And I think it is really important that, as you say, they get the, the right support, get the support that yourselves offer at organisations. You mentioned Simon. We had Simon on uh, my podcast a few weeks ago also talking about the, the work that Potteries MoneyWise do and uh, the support that CAB do. So I think it is absolutely essential, as you say, to, to make sure that people who are struggling financially do get uh, that right support and get the help uh, that they need. Um, I've heard that you also might be uh, relocating. So uh, you're not, not staying in Burslem anymore. You're moving to Hanley, I've heard. And so what does the future hold for, for Saltbox? Well, we, we've been operating in, in Hanley since 2004. We were originally in Burslem. In Hanley, people might know Gitana Street. So that's where the Methodist Book Centre is. We've been there since 2004. Um, late last year, we took a big step of faith and we've purchased the whole building. So we're going to be um, still supporting the Methodist Book Centre. They're going to be tenants with us. Uh, we're going to give them free tenancy as our support to them. We're currently um, investing over a half a million pounds to renovate the, the, the property. Um, it's come at exactly the wrong time, to be perfectly honest, but we're still going ahead with it. And if anyone drives past, they'll see the work's carrying on. Um, all the construction workers are working in a socially distant and safe way. But we'll be hopefully moving our work that's in Burslem and all the rest of the work um, to Hanley probably in September. So we'll have renovated premises. Jack, we'll invite you to come to have a look around. So we're taking all 35 staff over to Hanley together with our 2030 volunteers. Um, for us, it's a commitment to the city centre. It's a commitment to the city. We want to invest in the city. We're a Stoke charity. And we know that times are going to be tough in the city centre. So we want to make sure that Saltbox is doing its part uh, to try and regenerate the city centre and to continue to support the city. No, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And it hopefully makes sense to have all your team in one uh, big centre there to support uh, the, the work that you're doing in the community. Um, and do you think that um, we've seen amazing work from a number of volunteer organisations and charities uh, right across the city during these uh, really challenging times? How do you think that this pandemic is going to change um, our communities? Well, I think there's a good and a bad thing. I think what we've seen, the good bit, is lots of people volunteering lots of people doing extra support that is brilliant that's the the british at our best you know going over and beyond and helping and supporting uh, the negative will be that i suspect that the uh, the long-term implications of covid will be massive massive on health massive on mental health massive on business so i think we're going to be requiring all of us um, the voluntary sector uh, the city council the nhs we're going to have to work even more strategically um, in the future because I suspect the long-term impacts could be very severe. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we'll get over it soon. But if not, I'm sure the people of Stoke-on-Trent will once again show their community spirit and will come together and make sure that the less vulnerable are certainly helped in the future. No, I totally agree with that. And in adversity, our city does better than anywhere, I think, it coming together to support everybody and the most vulnerable particularly 
in our communities. And this might be a good opportunity as well to mention uh, the Unsung Hero Awards that I launched uh, last week, which is about trying to uh, give some recognition and um, thanks to people in our communities who are doing incredible things at the moment to support the most vulnerable in our community. And if people want to nominate somebody for an Unsung Hero Award, they can go to my website uh, and do so to give a bit of recognition to the amazing work that is going in into our community to support people uh, during these challenging times. Um, so people can find more information um, about this. Where, where can people find more information about uh, Saltbox and the work that Saltbox are doing? Uh, the best way would be to go to our website. It's very simple. It's saltbox.org.uk. You'll find information about all our work. Uh, I would highlight again the City Council and VAST's mm -hmm. helpline, the corona19.vast site. Um, with a number there, phone number that will give lots of help. But uh, yeah, Saltbox, we're here to support people and we'll continue to do so hopefully in the future. Well, thank you so much, Lloyd, and thank you to Saltbox for all the amazing work that you're doing. Uh, thank you for everybody to lis for listening today and please go to my website if you want any more information about uh, information or advice about coronavirus. All the links to government and NHS advice are on there. Thank you.